It's Friday, February 23rd, 2024, and this is the Talk Film Society podcast. I am your host, Marcelo Pico, editor-in-chief of Talk Film Society, and with me, as always, for this awards season series, which is coming closer and closer to the end, it's Siobhan Irving. Hello, Siobhan. Bow, wow. Hey, Marcelo. What's up? Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am absolutely killing it over here. I'm having a great time. Everything's going right. Yes. Nothing wrong at all. Nothing wrong Uh, over here either. We're both doing just fine. We're doing not, not only just fine. We're fucking thriving. We are killing ah. it. We're like the, the wedding crashers uh, huh? where we're just going around living our best lives, like fucking just going out fucking every night. You know, like we've, we've got okay. plans. We've got good right. jobs, too. <laughs> yes. We're lawyers. All, all of that is true. And Siobhan isn't just watching wedding crashers as, as she's recording this podcast. Um, but yeah, OK, that's so that's who we are. That's the first segment of the show. <laughs> what a weird concept for a movie, though. These two dudes just go out to. I mean, every day. Why do they do that? Could they make that today? Winning Crashers? Oh, they couldn't make this today. No, they couldn't make it today. No, no, no. They definitely can't do the part where Vince Vaughn gets raped. I don't think. (laughs) What? That happens in the movie? Yes. Isla Isla Fisher rapes Vince Vaughn. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I did. I forgot all about that. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, uh, but it's funny because it's happening to a man. That's the. Yeah. We'll save that talk for when we do the Winning Crashers commentary. That's coming up soon. Um, but anyway, uh, who are we? I'm Marcelo. I like movies. That's Siobhan. Oh, God. I think, yeah, I love movies. Yeah, we both love movies. Uh, we're doing this award season podcast. Uh, we're, we're prognosticators. Uh, we are going to help you decide the the the, uh, the winners. Uh, you're going to use this information that we tell you. To, to 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 place your bets in the Oscar pools at your offices or in, in your friend group and you're gonna win big uh, you, you're gonna be one cheering shouting at the Oscar parties saying oh, I just you. won I uh, win yeah I, I won ten thousand dollars thanks to the talk from society podcast Fuck um, all the motherfuckers exactly so that's the show. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, I think we can just jump to the news. I, I, I really don't know what else we, we could say here. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, well, we should we should say what this episode's about. Oh, thank you. See, that's uh, Siobhan. That's why one. I'm here. That's why you're here. <laughs> the only reason to remind me <laughs> uh, to say yes. The um, the category this episode we 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 pick a category each episode and we talk about a past Oscar winner. We're doing a twofer this episode. A two and one, because I thought it'd be fun to to talk best actor and best actress uh, Oscar mm. winners, and one movie that did both that has a, a best actor, best actress win is The Silence of the Lambs. That's right. Get you a movie that can do both. Exactly. Uh, we were this close to doing something else. Uh, ma- <laughs> yes. I suggested Network. Siobhan was like, yes. And then today, Sean was like, "No, I couldn't <laughs> so I watch like, it. I couldn't find it anywhere. It's Sorry. it's fine. You, you, you uh, I, I figured uh, Silence of the Lambs uh, was, uh, I think, an easier one to find. Um, and I think another one that we could have done was 
uh, there's like a list of like seven, I think, movies that have both an Oscar Best Actress and Best Actor winner. I think another one, another choice would have been One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, Ooh, never seen that. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe next year. Uh, but yeah, Sons of the Lambs. We'll talk. We'll talk about that uh, later. Uh, but for now, uh, yeah, let's let's. Oh, you know, Siobhan. Okay, we're 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 dangerously close to the Oscars. Um, it's it's gonna, it, yeah, I can I can feel it. It's it's getting hot. Yeah, I mean, oh god, the race. Okay, Siobhan, how do you feel about the race? Is it heating up? Are you getting warm? The race is heating up so hot. I am getting warm as heck. And uh, yeah, I, I'm honestly a little scared about how hot it's getting. <laughs> so I don't want it to overheat. So we have uh, one, two, three weeks until the Oscars happen. As of this recording, we're, we're recording this early in the week, uh, Monday the 19th. But I mean, we're about three weeks away from the Oscars uh, and it's heating up. Uh, uh, I mean, we just had the BAFTAs, which, which we'll talk about in a bit. Mm. We'll have the, this, uh, the People's Choice Awards. People's Choice Awards just happened. I f- completely forgot about that until you brought it up. Uh, I did not put that in the news segment. I watched uh, them. You, wait, you watched them? I watched them. Okay, well, we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, the SAGs are this weekend. I think the Indie Spirit Awards are happening right before the Oscars, I think on a Saturday. Um, anyway, uh, it is heating up. So... Ah, uh, and and it's and, and uh, the Talk Film Society Awards are happening too. I've just decided that. Oh, there have been questions about whether I was going to do it this year, um, and I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do it, but I'll do it my own way this year. It'll be different. So, like, uh, like, like Frank Sinatra, you're going to do it your way. <laughs> I'm going to do it my way. So, I, this is news to Siobhan too. I was going to bring this up before we uh, we're going to record, but. We're talking about other things, uh, like Bon Jovi, like how uh, like how well our lives are going. Yeah, we're, how we're great. We're everything doing, is. Like we're doing we great. About earlier, yeah. So there's going to be a form, like there has been in years past. Go to talkfilmsociety.com/tfsawards. By the time this episode drops, you'll see the form. Um, Exciting. There, there's going to be one round for the ballot, and the winners will ultimately be decided by us in the discord that's right everybody who's been uh saying what their favorites have been in the last you know few months on the discord everybody's names who we read who we've read out and their picks they're the ones going to who are going to decide this okay exciting but with the help of you if you're listening and you're not in the discord get in the discord and then and then and then have you know have your say but if you can't get in the discord if 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 you can't you know, join us as we pick the the winners. You can still use the ballot. Again, go to talkfilmsociety.com slash TFS awards. Uh, if you want to get into the discord, uh, talkfilmsociety.com slash discord. Yes. Thank you, Siobhan. But yeah. Um, so yes. So we'll, we'll, we'll be, we'll be picking the winners in the discord and reading out the winners here on a future episode. So that's, how it's going to be this year Fun for the talk. Film Society Awards, but yeah, I I kind of want to do it the way like the New York Film Critics Circle, you know, does it, or the LA Film Critics Circle, where they're all like in a room, seemingly or on Zoom, and choosing the winners. Uh, I want to kind of do it that way. Um, so if you want your voice heard again, use the ballot, go to the Discord. Uh, winners will be chosen in the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, that's it. 
That's the announcement. And now for the news. I mean, oh, let me, uh, let me go, Siobhan. Siobhan, this is the first time you're hearing all this. So I, I'm, I've been playing this I, for I'm stunned for a few days now. Uh, yeah. I've, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, how do you feel? You're stunned. No words. I'm stunned, and uh, uh, very excited for where this could go. I, I, yeah. I think we'll have some hopefully interesting choices for once. Yeah. For <laughs> well, come on. <laughs> I think they're always interesting. Uh, I mean, uh, we're, we're coming up on the 10-year anniversary of the first ceremony uh, where we awarded her the best film uh, of the year. So that was that was 10 years ago so now. That's interesting. Yeah. See, so, yeah. I mean, but then when, when we agree with the Oscars, I'm not, I'm not super happy. No, no, no. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, cause it was just last year that, uh, everything everywhere all at once also swept. Well, okay. That's, the talk that's fine. Film society. That awards. one's fine. I don't yeah. like that movie, but that's fine. But- I, 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 I don't have the stats with me and maybe by the time we actually uh, reveal the winners, I'll have all the stats for the last few years. I mean, sorry, the last 10 years now. But you know, you know, we we, we I encourage we, you. I just encourage the people be 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 you with your choices. Yeah, like, whatever yeah. you want. Like, yeah, be wild. And 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 that's why I like doing the uh, the 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 Discord choices and reading them off because they're you know it's it's not the same old same old. Uh, uh, there there's some choices off the beaten track, which is great. Um, I'm sure we'll. Like nominate and recognize, you know, stuff that hasn't been recognized by the Oscars or any other awards body. So that's great to hear too. So if again, if you want to get involved, fill out that ballot or go to the Discord. That's it. All right, more on that later. But for now, the news. Okay. So you watch the People's Choice Awards, huh? I, I, sure. I, uh, tell me about the People's Choice Awards as I pull up the I, results because I did not I, pull that up. I was channel surfing, had no idea they were on, and. uh we flipped it over to E, and they had the People's Choice Awards red carpet, and we just left it on and watched most of the award show. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's a deeply unserious award show. I realized uh, very early on when <laughs> Billie Eilish won for best TV performance. What? Uh, <laughs> What? Yeah, she was on a TV show last year, I guess. What TV? I, I, I have the winners pulled up, but but but, but keep going. What, what else did you see? Um, so it was hosted by Simu Liu. Is that, is that how you pronounce his name? Simu Liu. Simu Liu. Um, so. Noted asshole and transphobe. Uh, guy who I don't think has many years left uh, <laughs> being on top. Um, his, you know, he was he did a good job hosting. Uh, he okay. his jokes were. Yeah, a little corny and kind of he lacked some type of energy, but um, he did not like totally bomb like uh, our Golden Globes host. Um, and he did he did make a reference to that as soon as he came out. The first thing he said was, uh, "An Asian hosting a major award show, what could go wrong?" That's uh, I thought that funny. Was funny. That's funny. Yeah, that's a yeah. good joke. Yeah, that's a good joke. Um, and really, I don't have much else to say about the rest of the show because like the awards don't, the, the awards really don't matter. And like, uh, it was just, we- it was, it's a weird show to watch. It's, it's, it's like, it's like, I, like, f- like I told you, Billy Eilish won best TV performance, uh, performer. So yeah. like, it's just like, it's just like, you know, the stands get to vote on this and the stands get their, their way. So let's read off some of the winners. Um, 
So Billie Eilish did win for TV Performance of the Year for a show called Swarm, which, which I don't we all know. Uh, yeah, sure. I don't think I've ever heard of it. Um, uh, nominated. It looks like she got nominated along with. Uh, I think it's like ten a ten person yeah, category. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of yeah. people. And it's and it's genderless. It's a- yeah. Uh, so I'm going to read through some of the nominees here. So she was up against Ayo uh, Edebre, uh, John Hamm, Matt Bomber, Meryl Streep, Stephen Yun. So she won over those uh, those actors, performers, and a few others. So that's wild. I'm just scroll through the movie winners. Uh, American Ferrera won for a movie performance of the year. Jesus Christ. Movie Over. performance of the year. Yeah, she's great. She's great. <laughs> she's but... great, but but performance of the year. Okay, here are the nominees for the movie performance of the year. America Ferrera won over Charles Melton, May December, Daniel Brooks, The Color Purple, Jacob Elordi, Saltburn, Melissa McCarthy, The Little Mermaid, <laughs> Natalie Portman, May December, uh Simu Liu, Barbie. That's the host, right? That's your Yeah, he hosted. Yeah. yeah. Uh and Viola Davis Air. What a category. What, what the fuck? What a category. <laughs> what are we doing? Hey, um, I had the guts to get Charles Melton in there. I appreciate that. Good. Uh, because he's a river, He's on Riverdale, exactly. so a lot of people voted him in there because of that, yeah. Uh, drama Movie Star of the Year. Winner, Jenna Ortega, Scream 6. Mm. Uh, over, I'm not going to read all these. Over Killian Murphy, <laughs> Florence Pugh, Jacob Elordi. Leonardo DiCaprio, Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> so, uh, so there, this is deeply unserious, and that's yeah. why it, it was kind of fun, you know, yeah. just to uh, like not care at all. Uh, female movie star Margot Robbie, Barbie. Uh, yeah, male, good. yeah, male movie star Ryan Gosling, Barbie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, one category I know people were upset by, um, but yeah. I'm like, who gives a shit? Because I love her. Uh, she's a great Twitter follow. Uh, she's funny on podcasts. Rachel Ziegler won for best action movie star. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I'm like, who gives a fuck? It, what was she uh, even in? Uh, the, the Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds oh, okay. and Snakes. Gotcha. She won over Brie Larson, Chris Pratt, Gail Godot, Jason Momoa, Keanu Reeves, Tom Cruise, and Viola Davis <laughs> for best oh, for action s- movie star. Okay. It, she's also in The Hunger Games. Um and finally the 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 movies, uh the mo- uh sorry the drama movie of the year Oppenheimer, comedy movie of the year Barbie, action movie of the year The Hunger Games, and the overall movie of the year Barbie. So those were the okay. choice awards. Well, that's uh, it was just a weird show to watch. It, it, nothing bad. It was. You know, it was an okay background thing to have on. Yeah. Uh, oh, and by the way, because of this, uh, Simu Simu Liu, Simu Liu. I'm sorry, I keep mispronouncing his name, and it's going to be uh, ironic when I get to what I'm talking about. Uh, he pronounced uh, the name of Saltwater Star Barry. Um, he pronounced him Barry Keoghan, uh-huh. and that got me to finally look up how to pronounce this guy's name. I've been doing it wrong. It's not Keegan. Oh, uh, it's Keoghan? Nope. What is it? Keon. Keon? Keon. What? Okay. Ke- Barry Keon. 
I've literally never heard it pronounced correctly anywhere, unless he pronounces it differently. Where did you find this pronunciation? Uh, a YouTube channel that like does like Irish name pronunciations. Okay, yeah, I, I swear he was maybe on the red carpet and somebody said his name, but maybe he's nice enough to not correct people. I don't know. Yeah, that's probably it. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, with, with, with my name, Siobhan, I mean, I, I've gotten like Siobhan and stuff like that. And it's like, it's like, you know, that, it depends on the situation, but a lot of time I just don't care. Yeah. I definitely correct somebody if they call me Marcello, which I've gotten before. Which I did the first time we ever talked. I don't remember that, but sure. Uh, I, I, I can forgive, uh, but I definitely correct. I go, no, it's not it. It's Marcello. Um, but, but, but Barry... I love you. Sorry if I've been mispronouncing your name for years now. Uh, Barry Kay. Uh, all right. The BAFTAs also Barry happened uh, the BAFTAs, same night yeah, as the that. People's Choice Awards. No uh, so, uh, yeah, it. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily. Okay. I'm 50-50 on the BAFTAs in terms of, like, it shaking up the Oscar race because uh, yeah. some of the wins were very predictable. Like, hey, Siobhan, take a wild guess. Who won Best Film at the BAFTAs? Oppie. Yep, Oppenheimer. Yeah. Best Film of the Year. I, so, well, you say you're 50-50 on whether it shakes up the race, and that's – I am too. And, like, I'm wondering if – like, I, I know the only award that I actually know is Killian Murphy won for Best Actor. And I like that because, like, Paul Giamatti has been getting all the other awards. And so, like, this maybe adds a wrinkle. Maybe Killian does have the chance, but then maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe right. it's, but then last year their winner for everything was All Quiet on the Western Front, and that ended up doing crazy at the Oscars. Yeah. So like, I don't know. Uh, I, I I'd say. Uh, oh, well, you know what? Before I add more commentary, let me read through some of the winners. So, uh, best director Chris Nolan, Oppenheimer. Uh, best actor, yes, Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer. Best actress Emma Stone, Poor Things. Now this is the one that uh, I saw somebody on on twitter say it's over for it's over for lily gladstone emma stone is the lock for the oscar (laughs) but motherfuckers gladstone wasn't even nominated (laughs) in this category and as somebody i think it was jay mcmillan in the discord i I think i think he pointed this out uh bafta is not too you know uh, not one to give it to the people of color in any category so uh, pretty white most of the time. So it's a shame that Gladstone was not nominated in this category. So to say to say Stone's got in the bag, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. I'm, I'm waiting for the sags to happen to see where exactly this might fall. Um, best actor supporting Robert Downey Jr. Best actress supporting uh, Divine Joy Randolph. Uh, original screenplay, Anatomy of a Fall, Adapted Screenplay, American Fiction, Animated Film, Boy in the Heron, and oh, they do have a Best Casting Award. Uh, is this, oh. I, yeah, I, I, maybe it's a category I did not realize they had, or maybe it's new, but Best Casting went to the Holdovers. Best Film, not in the English language, Zone of Interest, Cinematography, Oppenheimer, Costume Design, Poor Things, Editing, Oppenheimer. Makeup, poor things. Uh, score, Oppenheimer. Production design, poor things. Sound, zone of interest. Visual effects, poor things. You noticing a trend here? Um, outstanding British film, zone of interest. 
Uh, those are the big ones. Uh, but yeah, Poor Things, Zild of Interest, and of course, Oppenheimer, big winners. Uh, if anything, I'll say this maybe gives uh, an edge to Poor Things in some categories at the Oscars. Otherwise, I don't know. It seems like Oppenheimer winning a lot, well, that's going to be the trend for the Oscars. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's going to happen. Oppenheimer, best picture, unstoppable at this point. Siobhan, your thoughts? I do agree that I think Poor Things probably could pick up some of the below the line things. I think it was my choice for best visual effects. I haven't seen it. I just like, I, I assume it will win that. Yeah. Um, not, nothing is unexpected about what you just said for the BAFTAs. When I think of the right. BAFTAs, like that all sounds correct. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I, I'll just say I, I saw some acceptance speeches. I saw Killian Murphy's speech. Uh, I saw Nolan's speech. I saw Robert Downey Jr.'s speech. Um, uh, good stuff. Uh, uh, people were angry. Um, dumb people were angry at Robert Downey Jr. making a joke about. Uh, did, did did you see any of this? Any uh, uh, Siobhan? Uh, uh, any drama about this on on on, on your feed? But um, because I saw people were like, "Oh, he said something worse than what Scorsese would say about the MCU," and I'm like, "No, he's joking." He said, uh, "Thanks to Chris Nolan, who." Uh, uh, after years of playing a guy named Tony, he came to me and said, uh, I want you to play this role and, 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 and get your credibility back. It's a joke. He's having mm. fun. He has a, mm. he, he has a billion dollars, uh, Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. I'm sorry. Like, like, you know, like he would, you know, shit on the MCU. And if he does, so what? Um, anyway, BAFTAs British. Um, and that's it. I got no other news. <laughs> uh, that sounds I, good to me. All right. Now for the next. I mean, we're just, we're just zooming past these categories. We're going fast. We're zooming past these uh, segments. The movie. No, not that. No. 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 Shut, no? Ma- something shut, else? No, something else. It's what is it that we've been watching? Oh. What is it that we've been watching? How could I forget? Siobhan... Why don't you go first? What is Why it that we've I? been watching? It, it's the same way we talk about what is it that we've been watching. Okay. Uh, let's start here. Okay. Valentine's Day happened since we last recorded. Yeah. Happy V-Day. And so Happy V-Day. So I watched the film Blue Valentine. Oh. What'd uh, you think? By Derek, uh, whatever, Sean Franchi, Sion France. Uh, I, I really liked it a lot. Uh, it's a very... Uh, uh, intense movie. Uh, Michelle Williams and Ryan Gosling are fantastic. Uh, the, the, I really like the editing in the movie. That like how it bounces back and forth, like really, uh, just at any moment. And uh, I think it tells a very uh, beautiful, sad story. Oh yeah. Um, I watched uh, Dick's the Musical. Oh, which okay. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, somebody recently told me to give it a shot. I. I, I missed it in theaters, um, but I'm like, okay, it's on. I think it's on HBO, isn't it? Correct. Yeah, that's how I watched it. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot. It's hilarious. It's one of those laugh a second things uh, where there, there's always a joke, and uh, I think it hits more often than it doesn't. And, it's super uh, short, right? Yeah, it was not very long, and uh, it's it's good. Nathan Lane is hilarious in it, which is not something that like is usually a draw for me, but like he was just so funny. 
Um, okay, uh, then there's This Is Me Now, uh, Jennifer Lopez's oh, uh, movie. The J-Lo her, movie, yeah. Her, like, visual album, kind of. It's, like, 60-something minutes. Um, but it tells a pretty full narrative of her, uh, of her trying to find love and, like, think finding a new person thinking this is it and then finding out they're not the one and uh how she's like a hopeless romantic um i dug it i i know some people i i think i've seen it i think i've seen more people that don't like it than do but uh i really dug it i thought the visuals are very creative um the songs are great uh and uh you know it was just a, a nice a nice thing for me at this time, uh, as I'm moving on from a relationship that is just like, yeah, you know what? If, if, if JLo, the possibly billionaire can do it, then why can't I? Yeah. Um, do you know what did that for me? Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, go ahead. It was watching Beyonce's lemonade after my breakup, my big breakup. Oh yeah. Wow. 2016. So yeah. Visual albums, they help. That's crazy that you had the same situation with another visual album ten years ago. Yeah, <laughs> or eight years ago, whatever. Oh, and by the uh, way, I I I, yeah. I, I didn't uh, make make much uh, mention of Blue Valentine, but that movie is amazing. I've seen that movie once, and it stuck with me. Yeah. Because what what year, what year did that come out? Like twenty four, thirteen, ten, twenty ten. Jesus Christ, yeah. uh, feels not that long ago. But yeah, I love that movie. So I'm glad you watched it. Another good. another heartbreaking film. Uh watched Oppenheimer, thought it was okay. Paycheck. Uh watched Paycheck. Wait, whoa, whoa, hey, hey, huh? hey, 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 What's that? Hey, 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 you like Paycheck? So, oh hold on. Paycheck sucks. Okay, it's, 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 <laughs> let's go back. <laughs> yeah, Paycheck we, is not great. Oppenheimer. Been, yeah, we've been teasing this for weeks. Siobhan uh finally saw Oppenheimer. She was teasing last week that she wouldn't see it. Um, but it just hit Peacock. Uh, and yeah, so you finally saw it. You finally saw Oppenheimer featuring Killian Murphy, directed by Christopher Nolan. So Siobhan, finally, your hot take, or just a take, just give me your opinion. Just, just, just talk, talk about Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer is a good movie. All right. Paycheck. You got John Woo, Ben Affleck. Who else is in there? Uma Thurman? It's one. It's one of one of I, I I made my list of my favorite Christopher Nolan movies. I put it at number two, only behind Dunkirk. Wow, um, that movie's uh, visually stunning and really fun to watch. Like I mean, it's three hours long, and it's all just like you know people talking in rooms and shit about science stuff, and like it's totally engaging and. Uh, I think it deals with the horror of creating the atomic bomb of, of what these people actually did. I think it deals with that incredibly well. And Killian's Killian's performance, uh, perhaps because of the topic of this episode, we'll get to it later, but still it's worth shouting out twice. Unfucking believable. Like, yeah. the, the shit he's doing in here. Like, Oh my God. And all of the supporting cast, everybody's a name, down to the lowest two-line person. Uh, and they all absolutely kill it. Um, and when the bomb goes off, it's terrifying. 
uh, the the way that scene is shot where it starts with there's no noise whatsoever and then the I couldn't imagine seeing that in IMAX in a theater. I, I bet that was just overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, look, I fucked up not seeing this in a theater, uh, but like, it's an amazing movie <clears throat> that I would like to see again. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, uh, you were talking last week. I think that made the episode or I may have cut it out where um, you're talking about maybe seeing the, the, some best picture nominees uh, in theaters for the, for the best picture showcase. I think at Cinemark or Regal, yeah. wherever I, if, if you get a chance to see zone of interest, take that chance. But also Oppenheimer, if you get a chance to see that in theater, of course, take that chance and see it. Yeah. Yeah. Take that opportunity. I should say, uh, cause it is a fantastic, uh, theater movie. I mean, that goes without saying, I mean, you've already said it. So, um, do it. Siobhan. So Oppenheimer, we'll talk more about that, I'm sure, later. Um, but anything else? Anything else you've seen? That is all that I have been watching. Okay. Uh, I'm going to dig through my letterbox. Uh, I'll talk about... Uh, oh, I'll talk about two movies. Okay. One of them I saw in a theater because I figured, have not seen this. I would rather see it in a theater. Uh, just so happens the opportunity came to pass because Disney was like, all right, we, we sucked hard last year with the box office. We got to release some of these movies that were in Disney plus in theaters just to make some money. So they're doing this with the Pixar movies that came out during the pandemic quarantine. I should say, uh, last month they did soul next month. They're doing, um, Luca. And this month I saw, uh, this past week I saw turning red. Uh, so I saw Turning Red in the theater, uh, the Pixar movie from 2022. Jesus, doesn't seem that too, like that long ago. Um, I had fun. I, I I mean, people were telling me this is a good movie. I'm like, yeah, but how good? I told you it was like on one of these episodes, I think. Yeah. Uh, I uh, Maybe we're, when we were talking about uh, Pixar with Joey, uh, maybe in the, on that episode. Maybe it was um, last year with the best animated feature thing. Oh. Okay. It might have been that long ago that it got. I was like, I, I'm telling you, you should see it. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll, I'll include you into this. Uh, 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 you know, on the long list of people who tell me it was good. Um, but yeah, I I uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Well, not surprised. I I came in expecting this will be good, but I think it was better than I expected. I'll say that. Uh, it's 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 a great coming of age movie. The representation is amazing. Uh, I kept thinking, um, like I hated those takes coming from those boring white men saying nobody wants to see a movie about like a, a, a you know and an, an Asian thirteen year old you know going through you know growing up. Like, Shut up. Shut, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> this is fun. You know, this I, I this feels like a crowd-pleasing movie in a way that, like, I think anybody watching this who is into animation at all would get a kick out of it. It reminds me of, like, Studio Ghibli and, like, how it's very, um, like, the, 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 the tale, the, the tale it tells, um with the, I guess, the, the, the mythology, the canon of these characters and how this young girl turns into a giant red panda. It's like, that is fantastical in a great fairy tale sort of way. Um, but then it becomes like an action movie, like almost like a superhero movie by the end. There's a kaiju 
like like, like uh, uh, you know trampling through Toronto. It's a, it's a fun time. It's 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 a crowd pleaser, and I'm glad it's on a theater. Uh, the end. Uh, 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 it's weird for me to say, if, you know, go see this movie that's on Disney Plus. But yeah, go see this movie that's on Disney Plus. If you haven't seen it, if you have seen it, good for you. You beat me. But yeah, I had fun with Turning Red. Um, and I'll, I'll uh, uh, another one I haven't seen that I want to see is is Luca, and that's coming out next month in in the theater. So I'll see that when it comes out. Have you seen Luca yet, Siobhan? No, I've never seen Luca. Yeah, I, I've heard that one's good. So I'll see that. Uh, second movie. I gotta see. I gotta see Coco. Go oh, Coco. Coco, good. Uh, I good. I cried at Coco. I was one of those. Oh no. Um, Coco, real good. But uh, but yeah, that's it for that one. Next one. I saw the French uh, entry for best foreign film that did not get nominated at the Oscars. It was on the shortlist though. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, last week I talked about the Danish entry that did not get nominated. The the movie title that they changed it, it was called The Bastard, and then they changed it to the The Promised Land. I think that's what it was with Mads Mikkelsen. That was the Danish entry that not that did not get a nomination. I watched the French entry that did not get a nomination this week. The Taste of Things. Ooh, baby, this is. I, I I read an article saying okay, so the the controversy was the French did not pick Anatomy of a Fall as their entry for best foreign film at the Oscars. In retrospect, bad move, because you know Anatomy of a Fall got so many nominations outside of foreign film, uh, international film, whatever it's called now. It got director, screenplay, actress. You know, it would have been a contender for for best international film, but the French were like, "No, we're going to pick the Taste of Things," which I see why they picked the Taste of Things. The Taste of Things is very good. It's like quintessential, like not not necessarily stuffy, but like prestige level French movie that's about these uh, the stories about like how this uh, uh, retired restaurant owner is living with uh, his cook in a manner in uh, 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 it says here set in France in 1889 um, and all they do is just cook and fuck <laughs> these two <laughs> and that's the that's the that's the movie really you know there's some drama going on I don't want to get into the details because it is a little surprising but they just cook and just have sex and it's French and it's great to look at the food is delicious uh, like oh my god! Like don't see this movie hungry. Like you're you're gonna torture yourself. The French food in this is amazing. Um, it's it's well crafted, well acted. Again, super French. But I can see why the Academy voting body, you know, decided to go with other picks because this just seems, you know, a bit bit too like '90s indie movie, sort of throwback, traditional sort of you know romance drama, right? Anatomy of a Fall would have been a better pick because, I mean, it, it, it does feel a bit more, uh, 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 not revolutionary, more, uh, not experimental, but more new. It's, 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 it's a more modern take on cinema than, like, The Taste of Things, if that makes sense. But The Taste of Things is still very good. I mean, I enjoyed myself. But, but yeah, um, it's too bad. 
they the the, the French made a bad call, but the Taste of Things is still very good. So that is my review of Taste of Things. It's great. It's a great French movie uh, with some great French performances. um, And um, yeah, go see it. The Taste of Things. Do you have any awareness of the Taste of Things, Siobhan? Not not until just a few minutes ago when you started talking about this film. Yeah, uh, starring Juliette Binoche. Uh, uh, she's she's amazing in it. I think that's the only name you might recognize. Because other did than it, that, a lot of French uh, actors and actresses. Go on. Did it taste good? <laughs> You're asking me if the movie tasted good. Yeah. What's funny is... Um, I was watching this at the Draft House uh, movie theater that that has food, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it, it, you can order food and, and they bring it to you in the middle of the movie. I, I swear, watching the first 20 minutes, because the first 20 minutes of the movie, it, it's an extended cooking sequence. Like, uh, Juliette Binoche plays mm-hmm. the cook. She makes, like, uh, uh, um, uh, like food four or five courses of 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 food mm. and a dessert yeah, and you, you see all that food and you ring the bell by your seat say garçon <laughs> garçon give me, me some french have. fries <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like bar food they serve at the draft house by the way and i uh, uh made sure to eat before watching the movie i did not want to eat while watching this movie um but i swear siobhan like they were roasting like a turkey or something in the movie um, in the first twenty minutes. I swear, I could smell it. I'm sure it was smelling like somebody's like uh, uh, you know uh, vape. Um, <laughs> vape? No. Turkey, turkey flavored vape. <laughs> I'm sure it was smelling somebody's like hamburger, but I guess my brain interpreted it as like smelling the food on screen. It was a hell of a feeling. Maybe it was having a stroke, uh, a very mild stroke, but. I could, I could, I could smell the food on screen, which I know is not possible. Uh, but anyway, it's it's an effective film. That's the taste of things. I'm done talking. This is it. That is what I've been watching. Can we move on? Can we just keep going, Siobhan? I think we can uh, keep this train rolling. Yeah, it's time for the movie of the week. Here it is. Movie of the week. Wink, wink. Thank you. I was waiting for that. So. We decided to do, or I guess I decided to do, best actor, best actress in one episode. Uh, I should look a that combo. up. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, again, not too many films won both uh, yeah, for I'm one curious. movie. I'm curious. What are all of them? If, I, if let, me, let me Google that. Uh, but as I'll, I do that, uh, yeah, talk yeah. about The Signs of the Lambs, Siobhan. You go first. The yeah. Signs of the Lambs. That's the movie of the week. Your thoughts, we quick impressions. watched silence of the lambs this week our winners are anthony hopkins for best actor and jodie foster for best actress and those wins are well deserved god damn are they good holy shit uh jodie with her little accent uh and anthony with his fucking whatever the fuck he's doing uh it's it's uh so goddamn good. Um, I, I was watching this. Um, like it's scary. It's unnerving. It's uh, it's everything that you want a horror film to be, and it is also this just this fantastic procedural drama that is so riveting to to follow. Um. Oh goddamn, is it good? Uh, I was even watching. 
I was watching it with a watered down like TV edit. How uh, how did you do that? Yeah, the only way I could find it is by searching on cable. Uh, okay. Movie. Or at least I searched on cable and I found it, and that was the first thing I tried. So I just went with it, and it took me a while to realize what was happening. Anyway, <laughs> so <clears throat> the movie was eight minutes shorter, and that includes like commercials. Sure. Uh, so it was only one fifty instead of one fifty eight with commercials. Um, I wonder what they cut out. Yeah, it, it's hard for me because I haven't seen this since I was a pretty young child. This was one of those movies that was like. I saw this when I was like way too young, but it was one that got me interested in what movies are. Um, for some reason, like my reaction wasn't, um, Vince Vaughn is currently getting raped by the way. Um, (laughs) my, my reaction was not, um, I need to, um, it was not like fear that this character was dead. My reaction was like, Ooh, how, why is he not, like, how is he not breathing? Like, how did they achieve that effect? Um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, the, uh, like, these are your thoughts as a kid watching it? Yes, yes. Oh, I see, I see, yeah. Like, I, I was, like, more into, the, like, the filmmaking side of it. Oh, that's, um, that's, that's cool, yeah. Than I, than I was thinking it was real and I was scared, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, anyway. Uh, so you saw this at, like, 18 is what you were talking about? Yeah, no, this is last year. Is last <laughs> oh, year. okay, okay. <laughs> No, I, uh, so just a few notes, uh, one, one, one of the best, uh, probably the best, uh, no, 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 one, one of the best, I'll say is start with one of the best TV edit things. Cause they, they didn't have cursing. I think it was Hannibal, like, like hissed at Clarice or something. Like when they were out, they were like outside transporting Hannibal yeah. and the, uh, or he said something to her. And then, like the, her her superior, the police chief or whatever, he yelled at him, "You stupid bully!" <laughs> uh, instead of whatever else he was supposed to say, it's probably like "you motherfucker" or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then also during the famous um, the famous uh, goodbye horses scene, would you have me? I'd have me. <laughs> I'd have me hard. I'd have me so hard. <laughs> Uh, of course, Ted Levine is saying fuck instead of have. Yeah. Scene. Yeah. Um, let's see. Transsexuals are very passive. I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, <laughs> That's something call, said in the movie. They call, they, they call Buffalo Bill a fake transsexual. And it's just because he hates himself so much that he thinks he's a woman. Uh, I have got some news for the writer of this <laughs> about <laughs> transsexuals. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's a lot of small touches in the movie, like the the like when they're inspecting the dead body and they put the Vaseline under their nose. Um, oh yeah, like that's just what a great touch. Like I, I, yeah. I I've never seen that in anything else, and like that totally makes sense. Obviously, they would do that. Yeah, is it um, is it Vaseline or is it like some sort of like I always thought it was like like a menthol sort of thing, like a no, no Vaseline is not the word I'm looking for. Uh, vapo, vapo, vapo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like vapo, vapo rub. rub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vix, Vix. That's, what that's it. That's what I meant to say. Um, and then uh, the other thing is, my mom loves this movie to death. I watched it with her, and she was she was able to point out every single thing that was missing, and she knew every line from the movie. Like she she could she knew absolutely every single line, huh. and she knew everything that was missing, and like what they cut and what they changed. Yeah, that's funny. 
It was really fun watching it with her that way. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're, you, uh, uh, your mom and I have something in common because rewatching this today, it feels like I knew every line. Uh, oh, yeah. It, it, this movie I've loved for a very long time. Uh, as a kid, I wa- uh, yeah, I watched this as a, as a kid, like on, I think, TCM. That was, a, that was my first time watching it. I think maybe in middle school or maybe first year high school. So kind of young. Not not too, too young. Um, and I read the book. I read the Sons of the Lamb book. Uh, I read uh, Hannibal, the sequel. I read Red Dragon. I was totally into the Hannibal Lecter series, uh, the movies, and the books. And it's it it's it, this movie is is in my brain uh, forever. And it, it was a surprise to me to realize that when I logged it today, I gave it five out of five. Uh, I I've had this this movie at four point five for the longest time. I'm like, no, this is a five star movie for me. This is a classic. And yeah, I mean, like you're mentioning, Siobhan, some of it has not aged well, but I think for the most part, it's 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 obviously so influential it's it, it's it's i don't think we would have we would have had something like like the x-files or I'm trying to think of like other things influenced like like the like any crime procedural really yeah just like how anything like svu works yeah like it's yeah just, it, it stems from this obviously yeah and there are a lot of like uh like things in this movie that other movies like try to replicate this really did like set a standard for you know serial killer movies procedurals a lot of things so it's a classic it's amazing this one best picture like it's yeah it's amazing. it's a miracle so okay let's talk about the oscars of this year of the year this came out um oh before i do that here's the list uh movies that have that won best actor and best actress for the same movie so first one was it happened one night in 1934 uh, with Claudia Colbert and Clark Gable. 1975, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, with uh, Louise Fletcher and Jack Nicholson. 1976, One Year Later, Network, with Faye Dunaway and Peter Finch. 1978, Coming Home, with Jane Fonda and John Voight. 1981, On Golden Pond, with Katherine Hepburn and Henry Fonda. 1991, The Sons of the Lambs with Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins. And finally, hasn't happened since this, 1997, As Good As It Gets with Helen Hunt and Jack Nicholson, uh, which is a movie I want to rewatch. I saw that movie uh, like uh, in the year 2000, and I still remember a lot of it. I think I own it, As Good As It Gets. Anyway. Uh, the Oscars, the 64th Annual Academy Awards, uh, they took place March 30th, 1992, hosted by Billy Crystal. Now, Siobhan, here's the question. Billy. Can you name the movie that won Best Picture for the Oscars of this year? <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. You win. You got it. Yes. Yes, it is. Like you were saying, it is amazing that this one best picture. I'm glad it did. Did Jonathan Demi win director? Best director, Jonathan Demi 
for the silence of the lambs. Fantastic. Fantastic yeah. stuff. Uh, you love to see it. I sincerely do. Uh, oh, uh, l- let me go through the best picture nominees. Yeah, go. Silence of the Lambs. What else? Yeah, got? Lambs won. Uh, it won over Beauty and the Beast. Oh, Bugsy, JFK, and the Prince of Tides. Okay, well, I, 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 I don't know anything about Bugsy or Prince of Tides, but like I, I think Beauty and the Beast and JFK being nominated—that's a cool lineup. Yeah, it's a hell of a year. Uh, but, but yeah, Demi won Best Director, uh, Actor, Actress, of course, Hopkins, Foster. Best Supporting Actor, Jack Palance, City Slickers. I think this is the ceremony where he did the one-arm push-up. Oh, damn, yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, Best Supporting Actress, Mercedes Royal, The Fisher King. Uh, best uh, Original Screenplay, Thumb and Louise. Best uh, adapted screenplay, Silence of the Lambs, um, and yeah, those are the big ones. Um, going through Terminator Two, one for best sound, best sound effects. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, one for best score, best original song, uh, and of course JFK, one for best cinematography and best film editing. Remember that? Remember we covered that like three months ago? Oh. Yeah, absolutely. And JFK. Yeah. JFK. Uh, all right. Who killed that man? We got to figure that out. You know what? We got to do JFK too. We we, we got to come back and just watch that movie again. Well, we got to watch that JFK revisited documentary <laughs> that Oliver made. Of course. We, uh, uh, as part of our Stone Watch, our Stone Retrospective. Um, oh, yeah. Stone Watch this week. No update. Sorry. No update. Sorry. I have not seen a Stone film either. So back to Science of the Lambs. Uh, this movie is amazing. Uh, have you seen any of the any of the sequels or prequels, Siobhan? Um, Manhunter I watched for the first time last year. Dug the hell out of it. Really fun. Great. And I watched it for this. Uh, no, I'm not going to mention it. Uh, so Manhunter I really really liked a lot. Uh, it's a another kind of a really tight thriller, and um, great performances and. Uh, the only other one I've seen is I saw Hannibal rising in a theater when I was a kid. And that's the last time I saw it. I think you did tell me that, which is a weird thing for you to do. My mom loved silence of the lambs. Okay. Oh, well, I just, I went with her to the new Hannibal movie. Okay. That, that does make sense. But you, but you haven't seen, uh, the 2001 Hannibal or red dragon, Hannibal or red dragon. No. Wow. But you know what? I, I think I'm going to try to search them out, uh, especially now. But uh, uh, what about the TV show? I watched a few episodes of the TV show, and it wasn't hitting me at the time, but I will I will try it again. Try it again. I uh, Again, I, I, I grew up loving the Hannibal Lecter series, and I do, as much as I love Manhunter, as, as much as Red Dragon sort of gets the book right... Uh, I think Hannibal the TV show is the best adaptation of that Red Dragon story that Manhunter does, and of course Red Dragon the movie does. Other than Anthony Hopkins, I think Mads Mikkelsen is the best Hannibal. Um, which is like, yeah, I mean, you you've got Brian Cox in the mix too, which Brian Cox doesn't do much in Manhunter. He just doesn't. He's just not in the movie enough. Yeah, he's he's, he's not in it enough. Um, but Mads Mikkelsen gives Anthony Hopkins a run for his money. Uh, in portraying Hannibal, and whoever the Hannibal Rising kid is, 
<laughs> and that's a movie I have not seen. That's the only one I have not seen. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So I say, yeah, give Hannibal the TV show another watch. And also, I, I mean, yeah, I have my problems with Red Dragon, the movie. It's it, it's kind of a rough watch, but it's got a hell of a cast. Uh, Edward Norton as Will Graham is good, but um, I forget who plays Will Graham on the TV show. Uh, Hugh Dancy, I think that's his name. He's he's okay. Uh, so you have you got William Peterson in Manhunter playing Will Graham. You got Edward Norton playing Will Graham in Red Dragon, and you got um, Hugh Dancy playing Will Graham in Hannibal the TV show. I I I mean I'd give it to I'd give it to Hugh Dancy. I, I think he's great in that TV show. So, uh, but it's it's such a weird. It's weird that we have so many like adaptations and movies based on these books, Red Dragon in particular, and also Hannibal. It's weird that he has his own franchise. Um, but I don't know. As much as I love the TV show, though, and some of the other movies, this nothing really beats Signs of the Lambs. Let, let's let's go back to Signs of the Lambs. The the moments that really creep me out watching it now this time. Like you mentioned it, like when they were doing the autopsy and putting like the. The, uh, the 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 stuff under their nose, um, that I don't know why that creeped me out more this time than previous times, but that that did. And like when they pulled out the cocoon from the dead body's throat, and you hear like Ugh. a bit of air come out as as they pull it out. Yeah, Ugh, that is rough to watch. But again, it it's it's it feels like they were. It's not, it's not that they're doing something new, but like they're doing something in this movie that you don't, you don't really see, like grounded in the realism, and spending so much time doing like this autopsy in this one scene. Another movie could have just like skipped over it or focused on like you know more of the horror, but that in its own is like a great horror scene. Yeah, it's great. What else do you love about this movie, Siobhan? Uh, just all the the wacky, fun characters. <laughs> the wacky. No, it's just, oh, what a cast! <laughs> production design's really good. The the cube that they keep Hannibal in. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I do have a little bit of a. I would I would probably personally call Anthony Hopkins a supporting actor, as much as he is in the movie. Yeah, but, I uh, I'll just say I. I uh, Maybe I should Google this. I think he might have the least screen time of a lead actor who won the Oscar. I, I, I'll look that up. But yeah, he's not in it a lot for a lead actor. Yeah. But still, it, it, that's the semantics. Like, he is just, ugh. He's so gross and uh, skeevy. And, like, it's 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 not what I think of when I think of Anthony Hopkins. Uh, like, it just, it just shows how good of an actor he is. You know? Uh, okay, here I just found a website that that it's the website is is called Screen Time Central. <laughs> uh, so percentage wise, uh, Anthony Hopkins is in twenty one percent of uh, Signs of the Lambs. Okay, that comes out to twenty four minutes in the movie. Uh, there's only one other actor who won Best Actor. Uh, that is in the movie less than Hopkins. It's David Nevin in a movie called Separate Tables, which I mm. need to Google because I don't know what the hell that yeah, is. Yeah, I've never heard of that. 
But um, must have been a great performance. <laughs> but uh, go, going back to Hopkins, uh, yeah, I, 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 I was listening to, funnily enough, a podcast about um, the movie Hannibal from two thousand one, and they were talking about like, yeah, uh, I mean, the production of Hannibal, the the sequel to Sons of the Lambs. Uh, was uh, it, it felt like if Hopkins didn't sign on to play Hannibal again in that movie, that movie would not have happened uh, because they ended up recasting um, uh, Judy Foster. Julianne Moore plays Clarice and Hannibal. Uh, of course, Why they got did a new she dir- not come back. She won an Oscar. Uh, but OK, but Timing. the thing is, the, the, the thing is, like sh- she was offered so much money. I mean, that's a big reason why Hopkins signed up to do the sequel is because they, they gave him, I think $10 million. Jesus Christ. And Jody Foster was like, according to the, this again, this is like a, a, a game of telephone, but on the podcast I was listening to, uh, which I'll shout out. It's, it's uh, um, with Gorley and Rust that, 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 that they're doing a uh, Hannibal series currently. And I'm listening to the Hannibal movie com, uh, uh, podcast episode. Anyway, they said, according to their notes, that Jodie Foster did not want to come back to do the sequel because of two things. One, she did not like the script. Uh, famously, Hannibal, the book, is weird and kind of bad. And uh, the, 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 the script for the movie, also weird, not great. Uh, so she's like, yeah, don't want to do that script. Also, she says she did not want to kind of just just ruin not not ruin but like uh um cast a shadow on her performance in science of the lamb she just wanted to just do it once and say okay go in the oscar for it uh, uh that you know i don't want to go back to this character and kind of ruin it so i get that perspective even though she said if she had taken the role she would have earned more money for one movie than all of her other movies combined so they were like giving her like they're offering her so much money and she just chose to pass which i'm like okay i respect that same thing with demi because demi was like no i'm not gonna do it he could have done it and made a lot of money but he chose not to uh screenwriter for sons of lambs also passed on hannibal so hannibal's a weird movie i i I want you to see it siobhan it is very weird um the fact that ridley scott is the, is the director is weird first and foremost. Wait, what? Yeah, Ridley Scott directed Hannibal, the oh sequel to Sense of the Lambs. <laughs> um, it 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 does try to you know I, I don't know if it tries too hard to kind of replicate the magic of Sense of the Lambs. It kind of does its own thing, but the fact that they even attempted a sequel is bizarre. I'll say this about Red Dragon, the movie that came out like a year after Hannibal. Yeah, it came out a year later. Where they just like fuck it, go go go. Yeah. As soon as Hannibal was done. Uh, I think they wanted to do it as quickly as possible because they were like, okay, Anthony Hopkins is not getting any younger. And he's supposed to play, you know, a younger version of himself because uh, uh, it, it, it takes place, you know, before Sense of the Lambs. So who did they get to direct that movie? Brett Ratner. <laughs> oh, so, oh yeah. no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, but that cast is great. Off the top of my head, you got... Philip Seymour Hoffman, Ray Fiennes, uh, 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 Ed Norton. Uh, who else is in that? Oh, um, fuck. I'll pull up the cast list. The strange thing about that movie, Siobhan, is that they really, like, 
Ridley Scott doing Hannibal, he kind of does his own thing. He's like, okay, fuck it, I'll do a horror movie, whatever. Brett Ratner, on, on the other hand, he tries to replicate the vibe, the look. Like, he, he tries to do a carbon copy of Sense of the Lambs. So he's a hack. Weird. He's a hack. Brett Ratner fucking sucks. The worst picked to do that movie. Um, it's worth a watch, though, I will say. Because it is, in terms of, you know, comparing Manhunter versus Red Dragon, Red Dragon the movie does get the book right for the most part, except for one terrible change at the end, which I won't get into. After seeing Red Dragon, you'll go, I just want to watch Sons of the Lambs again, because that's what he tries to do. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, it, it's... I, again, I, I guess going back to the point I was trying to make, Anthony Hopkins being in now three uh, Hannibal Lecter movies... He's having a good time. <laughs> He's having a ball. Uh, uh, you can definitely see it in Sons of the Lambs, but he also you very you 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 can tell he you know he was earning his paycheck and also just having fun uh, playing Hannibal and Hannibal and Red Dragon. So I don't know. Uh, 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 I I can't see those movies. It's not that they all work perfectly well, but I can't see them being enjoyable without Hopkins. So that's Hopkins. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Jodie Foster, uh, um, she's done amazing work throughout her whole career. That's an understatement. And maybe this is my favorite role of hers. Oh yeah. I mean, have you watched uh, true detective night country? <laughs> Finally, we're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So, well, so did, did you watch all of that? Did, did you watch I, all true detective? Yep. I watched all of true detective night country. All right. So, uh, uh, uh for those wanting to know, cause I want to know. Uh, 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 what you thought of it? Uh, uh, because it's okay. Before you get into it, here I've heard mixed things. Uh, about fifty percent of the people, uh, who I follow who've been watching the show, they're like, "It's great," you know, as good as season one. Other half of the feed, they go, "This is terrible. This is the worst thing we've ever seen. <laughs> Bad." <laughs> now, where do you lie, Siobhan? Is it great, or is it one of the worst things you've ever seen? It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> really? I, I don't un, I don't I cannot understand saying this is great. It's why is it so the, bad without spoiling it? Cuz maybe people are watching it. But why why is it bad? It it looks good the, on the face of it. The character work is terrible. These characters fucking suck. They're all unlikable. They're all shitty and not in a fun to watch way. Um they're I don't understand what any of their motivations are, why they do what they do. I don't understand the movie or the movie. The show is supposed to like the mystery should be a part of the show. At least do you think the, the, the central case should be a bigger part of the show, but they kind of abandon it for like three episodes or something. And then suddenly that's, and then suddenly it's the season finale and I'm like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? What have we done to advance this plot in any way? How is this going to wrap up? And then it wraps up in the least satisfying way possible. Jesus. Uh, and like, it's, it's just a mess. It is such a mess. It feels like, it feels like it was cut short because it's only six episodes. Yeah. Um, it feels like it's something that was cut short, but not only was it cut short, it was cut short. Um, by let's say 
uh, 13 episodes to six. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh-oh. Like so much is barely touched on and then never talked about again. And it just, I don't, oh man, it is confounding. But like, is it worth watching? I think so. Especially if you liked all, like, I mean, especially if you're already on the true detective train, watch it. Um, but like, it's, it is a bizarre thing, really. It's one of the most confounding seasons of TV I have ever watched. Now, you know, a reason why I would want to see it is because of Jodie Foster. Um, and, and doesn't she play like a similar character as her, as her Clary Starling uh, in True Detective this season? Uh, she's like a, she's more, she's harder. She's a, kind of a bitch, you know? Yeah, because I've, I've, um, I've heard and seen people say, oh, like, this is kind of like if, like, uh, Clary Star- Starling was in, you know, True Detective after having I wish through. it was like that. I do not think it's like that. Well, damn. Um, well, I'm not gonna lie to you. Now I'm, like, less interested in seeing it. <laughs> I, 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 I should catch up on Curb instead of watching True Detective. Okay. Okay, fair yeah. enough. I, I think it's worth watching, but it's just, it's a bizarre fucking show, dude. But yeah, the thing for me is also I haven't seen anything True Detective other than season one. So uh, I hear season two is good. Um, haven't heard too many people talk about season three. Uh, that's what that's season three is with Mahershala Ali, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, like I, season season one is great, and then season two, it's my favorite. But it's like really different, and you kind of have to get on its wavelength. But once you do, I think it's great. Like it's another one that's like confounding and weird, but I think it gets to a, an amazing place. Um, uh, three is unambitious, but it's still good. You know, like three, okay. they're trying to just recreate one, and they do it, and it's good, but uh, it's just unambitious. And, and four is, I guess, ambitious as hell, just like two, but like it's it's a mess that I did not like as much as the mess of two. Ah, uh, okay. Well, they have it, folks. That's our review of True Detective Night Country. Is that what it's called? Yep. Yep. Night Country, starring uh, Academy Award-winning actress Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster, Clary Starling, Sons of the Lambs. Uh, you got Scott Glenn. You got Ted Levine. You got Anthony Held. What a cast. Uh, Chris Isaac. George A. Romero. Chris Isaac. Why, why say his name twice? Roger Corman is in this. It's like it's like uh it's like Demi just put his friends in this movie, which is amazing. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, uh, but yeah, what else? What else do you want to say about Sense of the Lambs before we close this out, I, Siobhan? I I think I'm good. I think I've got all my thoughts out there. Yeah. Uh, one little uh, my my only note here at the end is like one thing I noticed this time. Uh, one of the things I found that I didn't notice before was uh ted levine's character uh, buffalo bill uh he has he has uh swastikas uh on his bed sheets yeah i did notice yeah. that too i i'm like wait what are we supposed <laughs> to surmise that he's a is, is that a neo-nazi character <laughs> uh and then i also saw like a like a neo-nazi poster at one point too in 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 uh in his uh basement uh, uh, um, 
dungeon. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's add that adds a new that adds a not new layer because I'm sure you know, people have caught this before, but it adds a new layer for me. I'm like, what? It's a Nazi? I guess that sort of, you know. I know that the uh, the 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 trans slash anti transness of it all, like that that's one thing that that doesn't you know age well, um, but maybe they had some foresight to think maybe we'll just you know make him a Nazi too, <laughs> you know to to kind of say hey, <laughs> not not all trans people like this only trans Nazis are, <laughs> uh, but I don't know it's it's a weird choice in that they don't really delve into that. You kind of have to just surmise, like, oh, he's a Nazi, too. All right, but that's it. Th- those are all the notes I have for Sons of the Lambs. Great movie, Siobhan? Question mark? Great movie. One, one, one of the best, best pictures I can think of. Exactly, yes. That is done. Look at us. Just going through these. Uh, movie of the week done. Now it's time for our favorites of the year. Best actor, best actress. We're doing two. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got my list. Siobhan, do you have your list? Um, Marcelo, do I have my list? You don't even have to ask. Okay. I do. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure. Uh, how do we do this? Uh, uh shit. I don't know. Fuck. Oh fuck. fuck the do women do go I mean, first. The men go first. Do uh, I go I, first? How about the women go first? No, the men no. go first. The men, yes. The men, and yes. then the, we save the best for last. So that second. So that means I go first with best actor. Yes, I think that's how it works out. There we right? go. Yes. Okay. Perfect. All right. So I have one, two, three, four, five. I, 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 I want to make sure. Oh, interesting. Now, five. You, you got five choices this week. <laughs> for best actor, yes. That's unique. Yeah. Um, now the thing is, I I can't rank these. I usually rank them, but I can't rank these. I don't know why, but I can't do it. So these are not in any order. Okay. Okay. But I have five best actor picks from me, Marcelo Pico, in the year twenty twenty three. Okay, here they are. Uh pick number one, Paul Giamatti, the holdovers. It's tough for me. I'm rooting for Giamatti on one hand to win the Oscar because I think, of course, he's had a hell of a career, and you know it's not that he's it's not so, and this is not if he does win it's not going to be one of those like makeup awards. It's no, I, I think it, this is this is a good performance for him to yes, win for. Yes, I think so. Um, we are in agreement here. Uh, it's it's a solid Giamatti performance. It showcases a lot of what makes him a great actor. Um, say what you will about the movie itself, but I think his performance in it, yeah, I loved it. Uh, so that's my first pick, Pajimati, the holdovers. Uh, pick number two, might as well talk about him, Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer. Uh, he's he's going head to head with Giamatti for the best actor Oscar. I'd be happy if either one won. Uh, similar to Giamatti, Killian Murphy has had a hell of a career. Uh, he he's still having a hell of a career, no past tense, um, and this is the best I've seen him in, uh, and this is the best performance I've seen him in, is Oppenheimer. Uh, it, it's uh, I, yeah, it's an obvious statement, but it the it's I can't see another actor playing this role in in this movie, Oppenheimer. I can't shake the feeling that's sort of a magical 
thing where these this actor and this director have worked together for so long for almost 20 years and then finally uh Kenny murphy has the lead role in in, in nolan's movie uh, uh for oppenheimer and and gives you know a uh the a performance of a lifetime and that's what it is so Kenny murphy my number two pick oppenheimer uh number three pick let's go with jason schwartzman at short city Hmm. Uh, it's a surprising performance I think for Schwartzman in my book in Asteroid City because I think it is his most like understated of any of the Wes Anderson movies he's been in uh, which he's been in most of them um, it's 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 quiet it's somber but it's just so effective and uh, I think you mentioned it before Siobhan um, and, and also we've mentioned it I think with I forget who else we talked about it uh, with, but that final scene with Schwartzman and Margot Robbie at the end of Asteroid City, it's like I think that's the scene of the movie. That's uh, that interaction between those two, and I can't help to think like he is, and also his uh, interaction with uh, Adrian Brody, too, at the end, uh, like of him trying to understand the role uh, uh, he's playing in Asteroid City. It's like oh, I don't know. It it's it feels like a real performance from a true actor like again in the very Wes Anderson sort of meta way that I've described before that I'm like it does feel like on one hand he's performing as his character Schwartzman but also maybe it's it's also Schwartzman trying to understand you know his role in the movie which I love that meta feel anyway I loved him in it so that's my uh, I think I said uh Third pick, yes. Uh, fourth pick, let's go with Zac Efron, The Iron Claw. Ooh. Yeah, this is the one I've been pushing for. I really wanted him to be uh, a Best Actor nominee. I know there's no chance of him ever winning one for this role. I, I knew there was no chance of him winning, but I wanted him, him to be nominated. Anyway, it's a st- it's an outstanding performance. Uh, speaking of like performances, you know, um, you know, a performance of a career. It's like th- this is the best I've seen him in, and he does things in this movie that I have not seen him do before. I knew he was a great actor, you know. Period. He's a comedic performer, but I don't think I've seen him do drama this well before. Um, and that final scene with him in Iron Claw, I still think about. It. I think people were sharing that online too. I'm like, I I get it. It's a great final scene of a movie but don't spoil it for people um uh, and i hope over time this movie does get more and more people you know on its side and i I think i can already see kind of the um maybe not a cult following but like uh, an understanding of like yeah this is a movie that missed out on major awards but over time we'll find it's you know it's 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 fan base it's it's supporters and i'm one of them and zach efron jesus yeah again incredible um so hopefully a lot more people see the movie and see him for the amazing actor he is so that's my number four pick my number one again in no order um but you know he's he's maybe number one in my book channing tatum magic mike's last dance uh yeah magic mike uh three is my favorite movie of the year so uh it's not that i have to do this I sincerely believe Channing Tatum it, as Mike in the Magic Mike movies. Like that's like 
those these movies are written for him you know by his uh uh writing partner friend um i forget his name i'll look it up in a bit but yeah it, it, it they're vehicles for him so he's able to do things that i think are not necessarily outside the comfort not necessarily outside his comfort zone but really do like extend his acting abilities um and Magic Mike's Last Dance, I think, really does say, okay, let's dive into the character of Magic Mike. Uh, uh, let's dig deep as we've ever had before and create a romance, create a story that just connects people to Magic Mike. Um, and I, I think it's successful. Uh, it, it, it's a touching story. But also, I'll name Channing Tatum. He gives it his all in Magic Mike's Last Dance, uh, but he's been giving it his all in all the Magic Mike movies. So yeah, he I think he is a little underappreciated as Magic Mike. He's not only a hot body, but he's a great actor, and he does some amazing things in Magic Mike's Last Dance. Not only physically, I mean that that dance in the rain on stage at the end, that alone, I think is worthy of saying that's a hell of a performance. But also everything he does with Summer Hayek, and that romance. It's like, God, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't love Last Dance as much if it wasn't for Tatum, uh, Channing Tatum continuing to be such an incredible performer um, and the story within Last Dance being so effective. So all of that saying, Channing Tatum and Magic Mike's Last Dance is uh, one of my favorite performances of the year, and that closes out my top five. The end. Excellent list, Marcella. Good stuff. Good shit. Thank you. Thank you. I love, I love your picks. I'm sure I'll love your picks once you say them, Siobhan. Perhaps we might share a few. We, who knows? Oh, we'll see. Who knows? Okay, I'm going to start out my number five. Joel Edgerton, Master Gardener. Oh, um, this is his best by far, old Joel Edgerton. Uh, great performer, but this he blew me away here. And it's it's through... This is a very, very complex character. And he plays it so understated and so subtle and real. Like he's just, he's a quiet guy. He's very short with his words and he's got a lot wrestling inside of him. And he just keeps that at bay. He keep, he keeps it locked inside. And, uh, there are moments in the movie where he has to let it out and they are just, they're absolutely phenomenal. He's, Ooh, Joel Edgerton and Master Gardener. Um, and number four, Keanu Reeves in John Wick Chapter 4. <sighs> Dude, Keanu is so fucking physical and committed to this role. And, like, this feels like the most realized version of John Wick. Uh, like, Keanu, Keanu just gets it. He's played this character four times. He 100% gets this character. His line delivery is perfect, but it's more about his his uh, commitment to the stunt work and stuff like that, where you can just you can see this is Canary is doing these things. It's it's phenomenal. It's it's like what it, what he does is so physical and exciting, and like uh, this will not be our last uh, seeing of him as this character. We will see him once more in Ballerina. Uh, I hope. Perhaps we see this character again. Maybe we we probably won't. But I don't know. Uh, but if it's a, if it is the it's a it's a great send off. Um, 
with an amazing performance. I think I read that like this is the John Wick film where he says the least words and yeah. it's the longest one and his performance is still uh still just so so good. Um yeah. Number 3, Zac Efron in the Iron Claw. Yep. What? Yep. No way. Yep. I can steal one of Marcelo's. Uh yeah, I was I was I was so enraptured by this performance. He's he's so physical and committed. Uh like he he feels like a wrestler from the 80s. Um like he's doing that style perfectly. He really beefed up and made himself look perfect for this role and like he comes off as like a wrestler. He's he's that good at it. And uh but then at the same time he's got this simple country boy uh very 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 reserved emotional person reserved emotionally person repressed even like uh uh but like like he just he just does not show much emotion yeah it's it's a uh, fantastic what he does uh number two killian murphy oppenheimer pretty damn good uh i was shocked by how physical this role is this is something you didn't mention i don't think where like the it, the stress that it looks like he is under the like throughout almost the entire movie, like it, I would not be surprised if Killing Murphy took a year off his life doing this <laughs> for how much stress he was in. I mean, yeah, I, I echo everything everything you said. This is the the role of a lifetime, and I, he absolutely nailed it. Killing Murphy, one of my absolute favorite actors. Um, such a such a such a loaded character to take on he does it with such uh, gusto uh number one tobin bell and saw x hell yeah okay much like keanu reeves this is a guy that has been playing this character for a long time although this one is for 20 years and he knows this character of john kramer aka jigsaw so jigsaw's back so well jigsaw's back uh so well top to bottom he fully embodies him and he is finally given a good he is finally given like the screen time and time that he deserves to play this character and he's just phenomenal at it he does so many emotional monologues uh that really get you into his headspace into the headspace of this twisted killer and a lot of them, I, I, I like watching the behind the scenes shit on the Blu-ray. Like a lot of it is not all of it, but like there's a good amount of it. That's like improv, like, uh, and Tobin Bell had a lot of input into the script. Like he just knows this character front to back and, uh, clearly loves it. And he gives it his absolute all, uh, when he is given his best chance to date to play this character. Uh, Tobin Bell saw X number one. Good picks as always. Thank you. Uh, I may have fucked up big time because I I probably should have done an honorable mention for Tobin Bell. Yes, he's, we've known him for so long as his character, but th- now it's like it's time to just say, yeah, it's my time to shine. I here's the, here's the best of me uh, playing a mass murderer. <laughs> well, not, well, not a mass murderer, a serial killer, whatever. But a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, great picks. No, he sure. never killed anyone. <laughs> That's right, and we cover it in the saw commentaries we recorded for the Talk from Society uh, Patreon. <laughs> Go listen to those. We dig deep. He actually gave people another chance at a better life. Exactly. Okay? Yeah. 
All right, best actress. Uh, okay, I guess I should go first with best actress. Is that all right with you, Siobhan? Please, Marcelo. I would love you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have, a, I have a major correction that was actually pointed out to me by Siobhan um, off mic. Uh, I apparently put some Hayek in the best supporting actress category uh, uh, months ago. Now I looked back at my notes and saw I put her there. She should be in best actress. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know why I did that. I, 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 I fucked up big time. Let's just say this. It, <sighs> fine. If she's best supporting actress, whatever. I'll just make her a honorable mention for best actress here. Yeah, you can make her your. You don't have to do an honorable mention. You can make her her number one right now if you want. No, 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 no. she's honorable mention because I, right. I, I do have a top five now. Okay, um, and 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 just to recap, uh, uh, I do have my notes app here, and um, I think we recorded on December fifth, <laughs> the best supporting actress uh, episode. And I had her uh, uh, with Julianne Moore, Tilda Swinton, Scarlett Johansson, and Divine Joy Randolph. So, yeah. Uh, I'm an idiot, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but I do have a top five. Best actress. Oh, and these are unranked. Just just to clarify once more. Unranked uh, uh, top five. Pick number one. Michelle Williams showing up. Understated performance. Uh but one that was really effective for me. She she portrays an artist, I think, pretty well in the like inner struggle. Everything around her, not only like her family she has to deal with, but her living situation, uh, like jealousy, all of that. It's all internal for Williams. But in the end, uh, God, is it is it just so? Uh, I'll say it, relatable to me um, and powerful. Um, but, but she does it all by being just very quiet, reserved, understated. So I do love her in showing up. So that's my first pick, uh, for best actress. Next pick, Margot Robbie, Barbie, Barbie, she's Barbie. She plays a doll. She plays plastic, but yeah, she's the most human performance I've ever seen in my life. No, I'm, I'm exaggerating. It, now it's 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 a fantastic comedic performance, but yeah, I I do think she's one of the best uh, performances of the year, um, because I mean it. it uh, I I'm in love with Ro- uh, Margot Robbie, uh, uh, the performer, because she just can do it all, like right? and and she does it all so well. She plays the loof here so well, like uh, uh, kind of like happy in her ignorance at the beginning of the movie, but as she embraces the facts that you know humanity the fact that uh there's so much like uh warmth and darkness and death you know in grasping the human spirit you see <laughs> she portrays that like she feels that uh and i uh, yeah, it uh, i think it's because margaret robbie is an amazing actress that that movie works who cares if Ken gets more th- things to do? Who gives a fuck? But Margot Robbie, in her limited role as the lead actress in Barbie, yeah, she gets the job done. She's an amazing performer. Next pick, Natalie Portman, May, December. Oh. She's the lead in May, December. I know that. Okay. 
Uh, and it's a, it's a hell of a thing because she, and I can see why the Oscars were like, get the fuck out of here. We're not going to recognize you, uh, Natalie Portman, playing an actress in a movie that is making, you know, uh, it, it, it's, 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 it's pointing its satirical finger at the acting industry at how vapid the whole thing is. Um, and yeah, similar to, um, like the other movies this year, oh, in 2023 that dealt with acting, like Asteroid City, you know, it kind of like opens a lens of like what it means to be an actor, but in a more cynical way than Asteroid City. Um, <laughs> and it, it's it's Portman's willingness to just just do I'll I'll say it lack of a better word insane things on screen. Then I'm like, oh yeah, this is the kind of spicy stuff I'm into. Um, and I've said this before. That final scene in May December just, just you know, it, 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 it encapsulates my love of the movie and that theme of the movie. Uh, Portman being part of like a you know crappy made for TV level film after having gone through everything she's gone through in the movie. Uh, fantastic performance by Portman. Next pick, Greta Lee, Past Lives. A movie that made me cry, a movie that, that did not make Siobhan cry, uh, but I think we can both agree, Greta Lee is Greta Great in Past Lives. Greta Lee. Thank you. Uh, her character like walks the line of, of um, uh, uh, when, when we are in present day, when she has these two men you know, uh, on, on, on either side of her, on, on either side of her, like her past love and her Ooh. current love, <laughs> not, you know, well, at one point, literally at a bar, but figuratively, emotionally, she has these two men, uh, uh, not, she not, you think like she's going to make the choice of like, Oh, which one I'm going to, I'm going to be with, but it's, it's very rational, uh, 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 you know, take on this, uh, uh, uh you know, situation. And grittily up to a point, like, is this, like, stable, rational person? But then when she breaks, uh, I break, like, <laughs> uh, the audience breaks. People cry in the lobby, as I've said before, after seeing this movie. Um, because at the very end, she's just, she, 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 I guess, finally accepts that, yeah, it's heartbreaking, the, the, the situation she's in. Um, but man, like, for the most part... You're like, yeah, like she's strong. She knows what she's doing, but really, in that situation, not many people know what, what you know what to do or how to feel. So, very relatable. Uh, her character in past lives. So that's my pick, fourth pick, last pick. I say this is my number one because really, there, there's no denying. I I, I want her to win the Oscar. I get a performance that just stuck with me. One of my favorite new actresses now, after having seen this, I need to go back and watch the rest of her work. Lily Gladstone and Killers of Fly Moon. To, to put a face on like um, uh, uh, the innocent people um, that have the evil done to them in the movie, to put one face on that... Like that, she she kind of holds her she, she not kind of she holds her own in portraying that like one face, and but we see other faces too. But she's the she's the lead. She's the one who we are uh, who we relate to the most because we spend the most time with her and we go through the you know most things with her, uh, having 
having her go through the uh, poisoning, the death of her sisters, just everything she goes through. It's like, Jesus, she does so much to convey the pain uh, of her people uh, in the movie as a character. And yeah, I don't know. That's as much as I'll say. Uh, uh, if, I, if I say any more, I'll sound stupid. But Lily Gladstone, yeah, my favorite, my favorite you know, uh, female performance of the year. Coats of the Fly Moon. There, done. Love it. Love it. Thank you, Shipper. Appreciate it. All right. I'm going to get into mine now, if that's okay. Uh, I'll allow it. All right. Thank you, sir. Okay. Um, I suppose I should give an honorable mention to Salma Hayek. I'm sorry for putting you as my number one best supporting actress. <laughs> uh, I think we both fucked up. Uh, number five. I'm going to say, I'm going to echo you. I'm going to say Michelle Williams and showing up. Really great stuff. Really subtle. Really, um, fra- she's frazzled all the time, and it's it's kind of fun to watch. And it's a uh, it's a uh, a great performance. Uh, number four. This one's a little out there. Uh, I'm saying Sydney Sweeney in reality. What? Um, what? Wait, this hold is on. an HBO original movie um, about reality winner uh, who leaked a lot of classified documents from the government. And uh, went to prison for it. This is a movie that this is the best HBO original movie I've ever seen. Uh, and it's 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 still it's not amazing, but it's it's good. Um, it, it takes place in real time over ninety minutes as like the FBI show up to search her house, and she's just kind of there and like being like uh, scared, nervous, uh, kind of paranoid, talking to the other, uh, talking to the, to the officers. Um, it's a very realistic performance. Um, she's just uh, really, really, really good in it. Uh, it. It's, it's something that has stuck with me uh, since I saw it like early last year. Uh, can I say something, Siobhan? Yeah. I did not know this movie existed until you mentioned it. Because yeah. because I thought the I thought there was only going to be one uh, uh, reality winner movie uh, uh, coming out. Is uh, there another one? Yeah, there's another one coming out. Of I think course. later this year, uh, with Amelia Jones playing reality winner. And the only reason I know this is coming out is because one of my favorite actresses working today, uh, Catherine Newton, is playing uh, Brittany Winner, which I believe is her sister. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's coming out later this year. All right. Well, let's see how she does uh, at that. Uh, we've got two different reality winners. One's we'll called yeah. One's called winner. The other's called reality. <laughs> Not joking. Perfect. Okay, number three, Julia Roberts in Leave the World Behind. I keep recommending this movie. It's fantastic. Julia Roberts, this is the best she has been in a long time, I swear to God. Um, She is playing this paranoid, pearl-clutching, white suburban mom, like that exact stereotype that you'd you'd expect. She's selfish, uh, overly protective, mildly racist uh it it is a surprising performance from julie roberts i think and i just loved her so so much in the movie i was captivated by her the whole time number two margaret qualley in sanctuary oh boy oh boy 
sexy, sexy, sexy film. I gotta and see. A sexy, sensual performance from Margaret Qualley as a dominatrix. Yeah, she's playing that role and she fucking commands the screen. She owns everything. I, 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 uh, her, her best actor counterpart. Um, Christopher Abbott in Sanctuary also does a fantastic job. I, I would have put him in honorable mentions, um, but she's the one that really owns everything. And uh, God damn, is she good? That's a performance that'll stick with you, and uh, and uh, maybe it'll <laughs> maybe it'll help you out some nights. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Marcelo, my number one pick is going to be Lily Gladstone in Killers of the Flower Moon. Yep, Which is uh, an absolute revelation. I, I, I don't want to forget the the early moments of the movie where she's just so sweet and cute and lovely. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Before everything turns to horror, like she she has such a wide range of emotions she has to show in this film, and she has to lead she has to lead this two hundred million dollar uh, fucking. Martin Scorsese film opposite Leonardo DiCaprio. She's never had a role this big, I don't think, right? No. And she command she owns it so hard that she is what you come away with. She she is who you are thinking about when that when those credits roll. Is yeah. what she went through and that performance sticks with you so fucking hard. She is just ah, oh, it's it blew me away. It blew me away. Unbelievable. Um, and everything Marcella said, I say that too. Okay, those are my top five best actresses of the of the year. Of the week. <laughs> of the week. We do this every week. Uh, thank you, Siobhan. Thank you, me. We did it. Uh, uh, 20 amazing... Well, actually, we crossed over, so I don't know what the count would be. Uh, but we had 20 picks, so... Uh, I mean, I, I, I think that's it. I think we've got 2023 covered. No more talk about best actor or best actress. No more other opinions to, to uh, you know, talk about. We can move on to the next segment. Now, here comes... No, uh, go- no Marcelo, hold on, hold on, hold on. What are you talking about? We we have other we Marcelo. We have the talkfilmsociety.com slash discord where I ask uh, all of our people in there to also give us their picks. What? You forget. You forgot. Oh, no, no. I must have. Yes. Uh, uh, speaking of Chris Nolan, I must have uh, memento disease where I just keep forgetting. I need to tattoo <laughs> this on my body. I need to, yeah. I need to tattoo the link. What's the link again? Talkfilmsociety.com slash discord. Yeah, I went into a- our talk awards channel and asked for both the best male and female lead performances from last year. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Our very first one. The minute I posted, we got Tara coming in. She hot. says, "Kill." She says, "Hot." We got Tara. She's so hot, and she comes in with Killian Murphy and Lily Gladstone, and she says the movies should be obvious. Um, they're not. Uh, obvious here we movies, go. So. Yeah, uh, it, it it would be helpful if you put the movies along with the uh, uh, I, performers. I don't know what they are. I just, uh, Killian Murphy um, in uh, 28 Days Later, maybe? Maybe. Lily Gladstone, was she in other movies? Like, yeah, uh, I think she was in certain... Wimp- no, wait. Uh, Lily Gladstone. Let me let me do a Google search. Gladstone. Because I don't know. Like she just. I, I mean, don't know. I, I really don't. Tara, it, like, Tara just left it open. It's like, yeah, could be... They should uh, be obvious. Is that a clue, maybe? 
So it could mm. be first cow. It could be um, uh, certain women. It could be Buster's yeah. Mal Hart. I mean, that's it. Buster's Mal Hart. Yeah. That's yeah. Be okay. That's it, it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so thanks, Thank Tara. You, Tara. Um, or maybe no. her her appearance on Billions, the TV show, for for six oh, episodes. Wow. wow, it could be that. Yeah. Um, Noah Thompson uh, comes in and says Killian Murphy and Vera Drew. Uh, for Sloppenheimer and the Vera's the People's Joker, um, Marcelo, did you see Sloppenheimer? <laughs> I did see Sloppenheimer, and that's that's when you double feature Oppenheimer, and uh, <laughs> I can't think of a SL film name. Slow, slut, slut, slut. Slow, slow, slow West. Slow, is that a movie? Slow West, Slow West with Michael Fassbender. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it, it's when you double feature Oppenheimer and Slow West, the uh, Michael <laughs> Fassbender uh, Ben Mendelsohn movie. <laughs> uh, did you see that? It's okay. It's not great. I uh, uh, I remember seeing it, and and Ben uh, Ben Mendelsohn has a has a good coat on. Uh, that's. <laughs> really all i remember uh, uh we should mention uh Vera drew is our second best friend uh to each other marcel and i are best friends but then our second best friend is Vera drew um sure. so well, noah we appreciate you <laughs> saying this thank you noah. um yeah thank you noah i i really do appreciate any vote for vera i mean i um, i i scoff because uh uh siobhan can say vera drew is her friend <laughs> I cannot say Vera Drew is my friend because I. She's our second best friend. Okay, all right. She she I, I um, talked to her on a podcast twice. So, Jay McMillan, Andrew Scott, and Lily Gladstone. No movies mentioned. Um, okay, so let's say this is Billions for Lily. Yeah, Andrew Scott. Andrew Scott. Um, I don't even know who you are. Uh, oh yeah, uh, uh, Andrew Scott, of course, uh, played Moriarty in uh, Sherlock. Okay. Starring Ben Didick Cumberbatch. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Mark Moriarty. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, Moriarty. Fantastic. Yeah. Finally getting recognized for Moriarty. Yeah. Um, thank you, Jay. Thanks, Jay. Uh, Sam shot first. Lead male. Killian Murphy Oppenheimer. Oh, friend of the site. Friend of the site. Sam shot first. And also, what else did he do, Siobhan? Uh, we'll get to that. Okay. Okay. Uh, lead male. Killian Murphy and Oppenheimer. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright, American fiction. Leonardo DiCaprio, KOTFM, I believe he means Killers of the Flower Moon. Paul Giamatti in Holdovers, I mean, I believe he means The Holdovers. Um, now, this next one, I need to put up a disclaimer. Yeah. A uh, friend of the site, Sam Shot First, Sam Van Heron, he used to host a podcast called Keanu Believe It. Yeah. A fantastic podcast where he went through the entire filmography of Keanu Reeves, and he talked about all those films. I was on it four times. So look, the the man has a bias towards Keanu Reeves. Exactly. So please yeah. take this pick with a grain of salt. Okay? Asterisk. 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 Yes. Sam Shaw first, friend of the site. He says Keanu Reeves for JWC four. I believe that's John Wick chapter four. I don't know. When when I said it, I was completely pure. When he says it, it's <laughs> a little dirty. Pure. Okay. <laughs> okay. So lead female is next. Uh, Lily Gladstone, KOTFM, I believe he means Killers of the Flower Moon. Jennifer Lawrence, No Hard Feelings. Carrie Mulligan, Maestro. Margot Robbie Barbie. Haley Steinfeld, 
ATSV. I actually don't know what that is. <laughs> T- take a wild guess. Aqua Teen Sunger Voice. <laughs> Across the Spider Verse. Mm. Okay, who is she? I think uh, uh, is she is she Gwen. I think she's Gwen. Okay, gotcha. I honestly I'm looking it up now. Uh, yeah, she's the second lead, so yeah, she's she's Gwen. She's Gwen. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Thanks, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Friend of the site. Friend uh, of the site. Now uh, Noah Thompson comes back. He says, "Okay, yeah, forgot to give the full five for each." So I guess. Uh, he just decided he had to give five now instead of two or instead of just one each earlier. But we know who his number ones are. Okay, best actor Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer, Andrew Scott, All of Us Strangers, Zach Efron, The Iron Claw, Paul Giamatti, The Holdovers, Keanu Reeves, John Wick, Chapter Four. Uh, best actress Vera Drew, People's Joker, our second best friend, Natalie Portman, May December. Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon, Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie Barbie, Emma Stone, Poor Things. Okay, very special sh- additional shout outs to Jeffrey Wright in American Fiction and Greta Lee in Past Lives. Talk about Emma Stone. We uh, She didn't come up. Or like in the, in the BAFTA conversation, <sighs> just barely mentioned. Is she worth talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah, she is. Uh, I almost put her... Oh, okay, I... It's not that I purposefully didn't put her in my top five. Uh, she's in my honorable mentions, I guess, but I, uh, I've seen that movie three times. Poor things. I do like it a lot. I don't love it. It's not that I have problems with Emma Stone's performance. It's just, it's just a little, a little weird to me that people are saying it's one of the best of the, of the year. I think it's a, it's a solid performance, but I don't know. I, I, I don't want to get into too much detail Didn't about blow your brains out. Yeah, I, I don't want to get into too much detail about why it's not my favorite. Maybe off mic, I'll tell you, Siobhan. But I don't. Th- okay. I, don't I don't want to have a on mic conversation about it. So, right. I, hey, uh, if she wins the Oscar, I'll be a little upset that it's not Lily Gladstone, but it's Emma Stone. I love Emma Stone. So, uh, yeah, that's as much as I'll say. All right, and after Noah Thompson's comeback, Jay McMillan decides he's going to come back. He says, oh, my bad, um, and, and brings us five picks for each category. Andrew Scott, All of Us Strangers, Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer, Paul Giamatti, The Holdovers, Zac Efron, Iron Claw, Teo Liu, Past Lives, Actress, Lily Gladstone, KOTFM, I believe he means Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Huller, Sandra Huller in Anatomy of a Fall, um, Emma Stone in Poor Things, Greta Lee, Past Lives, Tia Namore, Earth Mama. I don't know anything about that. Never heard of it. I haven't either. I can talk about um, Sandra Huller. Go ahead. Uh, I think I was eager to give her more of a shout out than Emma Stone because I think Huller and Anatomy of a Fall is, um, of course, I mean uh, uh, everybody knows like the 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 mystery or the conceit of. Anatomy of a Fall, like oh, did she? Didn't she? And I think Huller perfectly, I think plays with that, and you just don't know uh, uh, because she's just so great at being like relatable and sometimes a bad person? Question mark. Sometimes you know a good person? Question mark. Like, yeah, it's she plays that balance of 
you know, murderer or not murderer so well. So I love Huller in Anatomy of a Fall. All right. By the All way, right. Earth Mama. Uh, I yeah, I, I I do not know much about this. The premise is a pregnant single mother with two children in foster care embraces her Bay Area community as she fights to reclaim her family. Uh, yeah, that's Earth Mama. Earth Mama, Earth Mama, will you be mine? Uh, my darling, the real Matt C comes in to give us his picks on time. Okay, best actor, Paul Giamatti, The Holdovers, Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer. My man, he says Tobin Bell, Saw X. Let's fucking go, Matt. Tom Cruise, Dead Reckoning. I believe he means Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1. Pedro Pascal in Strange Way of Life. Um, best Actress, Lily Gladstone, KOTFM, Killer of the Flower Moon. Margot Robbie Barbie, Jennifer Lawrence, No Hard Feelings, Aquafina Quiz Lady, Vanessa Kirby, Napoleon. This is a very offbeat list. I love it. Um, Tom Cruise in Dead Reckoning, that's fun. Solid. Pedro Pascal, that's fun. Jennifer Lawrence, she was almost my number five, but I swapped her for Michelle Williams at the last second. Uh, she is fantastic. It's great to see her back in a really fun performance in a sex comedy. Um, Aquafina, I do not like you. Uh, <laughs> Vanessa, I have not seen Napoleon yet. Uh, uh, Vanessa Kirby and Napoleon uh, came to mind. So she was in the running for me. I do like her a lot mm. in Napoleon. Mm. Joey. Joey! Best guest of the show. Joey. Oh, so was Matt, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joey, basketball. Uh, Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer, Zach Efron, The Iron Claw, Jeffrey Wright, American Fiction, um, Michael Fassbender, The Killer. I thought of Michael Fassbender, but I didn't say him. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, KOTFM, I believe he means Killers of the Flower Moon. Can, can nobody spell this fucking movie? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Honorable mention to Ryanosuke Kamika in Godzilla Minus One. Haven't seen Holdovers yet, but I'm sure Paul is fantastic. Joey, you don't need to do that. <laughs> Joey. Joey, baby. <laughs> buddy you don't need to do that keep your opinions on movies you haven't seen to yourself <laughs> it's okay it's okay that you haven't seen it i'm not upset that you didn't say paul giamatti it's okay we're not gonna uh, come back and say but have you seen holdovers <laughs> uh you put leonardo dicaprio in here have you even seen holdovers <laughs> uh actress greta lee past lives lily gladstone kotfm will be means go to the flower moon emma stone poor things margot robbie Bobby. Chloe Grace Moretz in Nomona, following Sam and including a great VA performance. Yeah, Chloe Grace Moretz in Nomona just went up on uh, YouTube. Anybody can watch it for free without a Netflix subscription. Oh, That's yeah. pretty cool. I should have mentioned that in the news. Yes, what Siobhan just said. Uh, I don't have Netflix, yeah. so I might uh, check out that YouTube link and watch that movie. I've heard good things. Cool Jama. Just because I don't see him on anyone else's lists, let me throw in Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Jamie Vidal for El Conde, Joaquin Phoenix for Bo is Afraid, and Russell Crowe for The Pope's Exorcist. I don't even want to get into what's wrong with this. I'll just say. <laughs> I There's also so much think, wrong with this. I did consider Bradley Cooper for Maestro. I honestly did. Boo. Um, Russell Crowe for Pope's Exorcist is just a fun choice. I like that a lot. Good choice. But your approach? Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> Just tell us your picks. (laughs) Jay McMillan. It's not a race. (laughs) Uh, Jay McMillan. My honor. My my honorable mention is Michael Pena in a million ways away. Million miles away. Didn't know that movie existed, but I love Michael Pena. Um, Uh, So that is the end 
Oh, sorry. You got some. I was going to just mention that Michael Pena is a Scientologist. Continue. Did not know that. <laughs> well, he's a good actor. Very good actor. Uh, Marcelo, um, that is the end of our talkfilmsociety.com slash discord. But I go to another discord every week. Why do I do this? I don't know. I go to the Hollywood Handbook Discord and I ask those fine people over there for their picks. And holy shit, this week, uh, we got some picks. Oh, we got some picks, huh? Uh, yeah, Mr. Gale comes in first. I don't think we've even heard from him before. Mr. Gale, he says, Glenn Howerton. I, always sunny, I guess. I don't know. Cry, oh, his his role in Crank, maybe? <laughs> uh, oh, is this, there's no movie next to it? Just Glenn Howerton? Nope, just Glenn Howerton. So I, I don't know. And also, Is he but, even responding to me? Maybe he's just saying Glenn Howerton. <laughs> maybe that's all he does is just posts names from It's Always Sunny cast members. <laughs> Danny DeVito? Uh, Lexi Zaninetti, the lovely Lexi. She says Joaquin in Napoleon. I believe she means Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, she says lady from Anatomy of a Fall. Sorry, lady. Uh, so <laughs> the lady she means Sandra from Hunter. Anatomy of a Fall. Yeah. <laughs> Edward Norton in Asteroid City, career best. I'd call that a supporting, but whatever. Uh, main bloke and the little girl on Zilly minus one. Also, kind of the professor guy, but mainly just because I fancy him. She's a uh, she's British, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, good job to the main bloke and the little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also she also nominates herself. Uh, me pretending to su- to people I support that I liked Barbie and Five Nights at Freddy's. Me at work. <laughs> Congratulations. Instead. Thanks you. Thanks thanks to you, Lexi. Uh Stukeman, he says that he's had this one locked and loaded for a while. Um just wait for it. He says best question. actress. He's been waiting for it. He's been edging for a long time. <laughs> Lily Gladstone, KOTFM, please. He means Color of the Flower Moon. So Penelope Portman, May December. Emma Stone Poor Things is his winner. I don't know why it's third. Uh <laughs> Greta Lee Past Lives. Uh, and Michelle Rodriguez, Dungeons and Dragons. Wow. Uh, wow. That one's interesting. That is I interesting. Like yeah. Best actor, Paul Giamatti, The Holdovers, winner. That one's listed first for some reason. Uh, Jason Schwartzman, Asteroid City. Charles Milton, May December. I agree with that, honestly. I call that a three lead movie. Fair. Uh, John Boyega in They Clone Tyrone, which we've heard mentions of that before. Yeah, we have heard mentions, yeah. Rionosuke Comica from Godzilla Minus One. Nice. And honorable mention, Nicolas Cage Dream Scenario. Okay, yeah. Um, no, that's... Uh, as much as I don't like that movie, Dream Scenario, Cage is pretty great in it. Uh, again, I wish the movie were better. Thank you, uh, uh, uh We got Edgar Allan Iverson coming in here. He is the George host of the podcast that I was on called Best Little Horror House in Philly. If you want to hear me talk about Donnie Darko at length, you can listen to that, or you can listen to our other show, <laughs> uh, Have a Nice Apocalypse. Uh, George, Best Actor. Jason Schwartzman, Asteroid City. Paul Giamatti, The Holdovers. Godzilla, Godzilla Minus One. Glenn Howerton in Blackberry. Robert Pattinson, The Boy and the Heron. Honorable mentions, Jackie Chan in Turtles. I believe he means Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and Russell Crowe in The Pope's Exorcist. Best Actress, Tilda Swinton in The Killer, Minami Hamabe, Godzilla Minus One, plus Shin Kamen Rider, so that's a double nomination. Megan in Megan, 
Lily Gladstone and Cara Jade Myers uh, for KOTFM, Killers of the Flower Moon, and an honorable mention to Tantu Cardinal in KOTFM, Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, all right, this one's weird. Uh, so is Godzilla really good in Godzilla? Minus one. Are you asking me if Godzilla, the the kaiju creature, is good? Yeah. Uh, I, I think the better question is: Is he is he the lead actor in Godzilla? I don't know. I Minus don't know one. an answer. I'll tell you the answer. He is not. Mm. For the first time in a while, I'd say Godzilla is not the lead actor in his own movie. I think normally he is, but Godzilla minus one. It's the humans that are the leads. The humans are the most important. Um, now, is he good? Is he a good actor? I think so. But is he the, is he the lead actor? I don't think so. No, and that will be it. Oh, wow. Um, That's it? Yep. Yep. We got a lot of silly jokesters in there. Um, uh, God bless them. God bless those jokesters in the Hollywood Handbook Discord, which I am not in. All right, Siobhan, thank you, as always, for that Discord roundup. And now time for... The game portion of the show. Oh boy, the game. The, it's the game. game time. It's the game, game time. It's dun, 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 dun. Gold Derby. Let's start with best actor first. Now, goldderby.com, that's a website in which uh, prognosticators, morons, uh, uh, people who want to claim they know what's going to happen at the Oscars, dickheads. Dickheads. They're just people on a website uh, uh, ranking. Uh, what's going to be nominated and what's going to win at the Oscars and other award shows. Uh, right now, uh, we know the nominees, so goldderby.com, the uh, prognosticators are predicting what's going to win. They're going they're ranking from one to five. One being most likely to win, five being less likely to win. I'm going to quiz Siobhan on the best actor and actress categories. Siobhan, okay. can you rank... Let's start with best actor. The best actor category from from uh, let's go from one to five. From one to five. From one to five. <clears throat> from All right. from most likely to least likely. Number one. Yes. Paul Giamatti in the holdovers. Okay. Number two, Killian Murphy in Oppenheimer. Number three, Jeffrey Wright in American Fiction. Number four, Bradley Cooper in Maestro. Number five, Coleman Domingo in Rustin. Okay. Would I get five out of fucking five? <laughs> well, uh, let me let me refresh the page because maybe things have changed since I last opened this page. Okay, let's see how many you got right. Number five, according to GoldDerby.com, Coleman Domingo. You got one point. Let's go. Number four, the Derby says Jeffrey Wright. Ah, damn it. Number three. Bradley Cooper. Number two, Paul Giamatti. Wow, the Baptist switched him up that much? Come on. And number one, Killian Murphy. All right, maybe the the Blades of Time swing back the other way. Yeah, so you got one point with uh, Domingo at five. Again, just to recap, uh, number one, Killian Murphy. Two, Paul Giamatti. Three, Bradley Cooper. Four, Jeffrey Wright. Five, Coleman Domingo. Okay. Now for the actresses. The actresses. 
This one's a little harder. This one is a little harder, I will admit. Uh, uh, same thing. One to five. Number one, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon. Number two, okay. Emma Stone, Poor Things. And number three, I got to start thinking. Um, Use your noggin. Sandra Huller in Anatomy of a Fall. And then number four, Annette Benning Nyad. Number five, Carrie Mulligan Maestro. All right. Running this down. Let's go to the list. Let's start from the bottom again. Number five, you say Carrie Mulligan. Mm-hmm. Gold Derby says Annette Benning. Fuck me. I wanted to say her last, but I was just like, eh, flip it around. Uh, number four, Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. Uh, number three, Sandra Huller. You got one point. I would have gotten all five if I just went with my instincts. And now, uh, number two, you said Emma Stone. I did. <sighs> no. It was the it was the other Stone, Lily Gladstone. No. Come on. Yeah. And number one, according to Gold Derby, Emma Stone. Wow. Ugh, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. The Bafta, they're just they're just going off the BAFTA shit. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing over there. Again, let me recap. Number one, Emma Stone. Number two, Lily Gladstone. Number three, Hans Sandra Huller. Number four, Carrie Mulligan. Number five, Annette Benning. Uh yeah. Eh, eh, let's get into it. So oh by the way, Siobhan, you got two points uh, out of They're living uh, in their own reality over there. Okay. Yeah, two out of ten. Uh now we gotta pick <laughs> Now we got to pick who's going to win uh, each category. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Since we're talking about best actress, let's let's decide here and now who's going to win the Oscar for best actress. Holy Gladstone! I, I, I she has to. She has to. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, this uh, we're back where we were last year, I think. Um, where you have two actresses vying for the prize, right? It's a horse. The race. Golden Man. The golden men. They want to grab that gold man uh, by the neck and, and lift him ab- above their head for everybody I'm to a see. Winner. Yeah. Last year you had Michelle Yeoh and Kate Blanchett. Those were the two uh, women going for the prize. This year you got Emma Stone, Lily Gladstone. Uh, you say Lily Gladstone. Ah, fuck it. I'm going to say Lily Gladstone. All right. My heart says Gladstone. What does my head say? I want uh, my head kind of wants to say Emma Stone, but I think they might make the right decision. The, the right decision being the best performer in the category, but also right. I think uh, again, this is politics. Part of this is politics, right, Siobhan? I think it makes this sense. I think it makes sense for Gladstone to be up there, kind of not necessarily righting wrongs, but like historically. It's an important win if it were to happen. Absolutely. Similar to uh, Michelle Yeoh's win last year. Um, but I also think they made the right choice in terms of like performances from that category. Even though I love Kate Blanchett, I think Michelle Yeoh, best performance in that category. So yeah, it, it, it is, this is tough. But I'm with you. Gladstone all the way. Now best actor. Again, another tough category. Because yeah, fifty-fifty here. Yeah, you got you got Paul Giamatti versus Killian Murphy. That's the race. Um, uh, I'm I'm just. What do you think? 
I'm just going to go with which one I want to see more. And I know it's it's not usually... I don't know. It's I, I want Killian to win. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Ah, this is tough. You want Killian to win? You, you say he's going to win. That's uh, that's your pick. It. Yeah, I'm picking Okay. It. This is tough for me. Um, I'm trying to think. Let's see. Who won last year? The Whale. Uh, Brendan Fraser whale won man. for the Whale. The Whale Man. And that was like a that was like a triple three. That was a triple threat. Colin Farrell and Austin Butler. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't really have that sort of same thing in this category this year, uh, where it's okay. Just quickly comparing last year to this year, I think Brendan Fraser won. Yeah, okay, fine. He was good in the well. I, I admit, but also he had like again like a a, a narrative. I hate even bringing all this up, but it's it's also part of why people win it's the story right who, who, who what actress was it that we brought up that like she got pneumonia like a few weeks before the oscars and just won out of sympathy the wikipedia page said it straight <laughs> out it's like elizabeth she, taylor she, i think it was elizabeth taylor it's like she got pneumonia but they gave her the oscar because <laughs> people felt sorry for her you know not to say you know uh, uh, that happened with brendan fraser but i'm just saying there's there's sometimes there's a story right with with uh, with yeah. uh, Giamatti versus Killian this year, I don't I don't know if there's like like a, a, really. a story. No, like with either, it's just two great performances, two great actors who've been working for you know uh, yeah, uh, there's decades there's more now. of a legacy side, I guess, towards Paul Giamatti a little bit, but like it's not that strong. Like I don't think. Right, so it's it's tough um, to be called a narrative. Uh, yeah, I uh, fuck it. I uh, I think we're gonna be uh, going for the same people here. I, I'm gonna go really? with Killian. I thought, yeah. oh wow, I thought you'd be the other way. Uh, it, it's it's tough because I'll just say this last thing and then and then that'll be it. But the the narrative behind Giamatti, I don't think is as strong as maybe it could be, could because it feels like yeah he. He was in another fantastic performance that that encapsulates you know what makes him a great actor, but uh, Oppenheimer is just going to be I think just a it's going to steamroll the Oscars. It's going to pick up so many awards, and I think Killy Murphy is going to be along for the ride, and he's going to get the Oscar for best actor because Oppenheimer he is Oppenheimer he is the lead. It and I think the Oscars will will say yeah. Best best picture, best actor makes sense. Um, so that's that, that's what I think. So, uh, Paul Giamatti, better luck next time. It's just gonna be a Paul Giamatti move to lose another Oscar. Well, th- th- but this is the first time he's but not he's nominated. Yeah, yeah, there is that. Yeah, I mean they're both first timers, but like yeah, they're both first timers. But Giamatti has been doing it a bit longer. It's, it's surprising that, that 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 it's Paul Giamatti's first. It's not yeah. super surprising that it's Killian's first. Yeah, uh, uh, Giamatti will be back. He'll he'll uh, he'll con- both men will continue to make great movies regardless of whether they win or not. But Giamatti will be back. It's not like it's I heard be his that last the, one. This is a loser leaves town thing. <laughs> so whoever loses, so if Bradley Cooper loses, he's out of here. <laughs> he's out. <laughs> I mean, I I I I I don't want Domingo to go. I, I like him. Jeffrey Wright. Well, I don't know. Maybe he can. <laughs> 
but he has he's to got other his... stuff going on. And... He's got other stuff. <laughs> I, 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 if he, he goes, do I have to close my diamond mine? No. Okay. Well. <laughs> All right. We're having too much fun. Let's end this show. Too much fun. This is too much. Yeah. So to recap, Lily Gladstone, Killian Murphy, those are both of our picks to win. You bet your ass. All right. We'll see if it happens in a few weeks. Siobhan, that's it. Go to talkfilmsociety.com slash TFS awards yes. to uh, give us your picks for your favorites of the year. Uh, and go to the Discord, talkfilmsociety.com slash Discord, uh, where there we're going to pick the winners. Um, thanks to uh, either way, you'll be involved. You'll be involved. Whether you fill out the ballot or go to Discord, you're, you're going to be involved in the process. Don't worry. Uh, that's it. Siobhan, any last words? Uh, see ya, see you at the films. Wait, no shit. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> you know what? You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I can't fire you because I quit. <laughs> oh, no, that's not my catchphrase. My catchphrase is, hey, I see you at the Oscars. No, nope, I don't say that. Oh, I see you at the movies. No, I don't say that either. All right, fine. 